Summer ready style on your family's to-do list? Get to Old Navy tomorrow. All tees, all tanks, all shorts, all swimwear, and all dresses are on sale for an incredible 50% off. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store for free. Get all the tees, tanks, shorts, swimwear, and dresses you need for nonstop summer fun all at 50% off. Starting tomorrow at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Hurry ends Monday. Valid 524 to 527 excludes active, licensed, men's packaged, flag tees and tanks, and in-store clearance. Blog Talk Radio. In Africa, back to the motherland.
Again, this is your brother, Brother Sutton Ray of the Sutton Ray and Brother Eric Show coming to you on another Saturday night, which is November the 20th of 2010. Oh, man, as always, we have another very exciting show lined up for you tonight. Oh, yes, on the Sutton Ray and Brother Eric Show. Man, we have another powerful show for y'all tonight. Man, and I can't wait, as always, to get into this one tonight. Tonight we're dealing with the secrets of Freemasonry and the Black Boule. And we have a very special guest who I'm very delighted to have to come on tonight and share this information with us as we deal with the secrets of Freemasonry and the Black Boule. Man, I don't think my brother Barrett Eric, man, he, have, uh, he reached out to a very... Uh, Man, informational brother who knows how to go in and deal with the things of dealing with the boule, dealing with the secrecies, who dealing with the numerology, who deal with all of these secrets, man. And tonight, y'all got to be ready for this one. You got to be ready. You got to be studious. You got to go to school tonight, y'all, because I think this brother, I know this brother's going to teach you tonight, man, because I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm going to be a student tonight myself, y'all. And the brother's name is Dr. Mutua. I hope I'm pronouncing it right, Dr. Mutua. Man, a very exciting show. I mean, but I didn't further delay. Let me bring my brother Eric in so we can bring our guests on in here tonight, y'all, and get this thing rolling. Yes, sir. Tonight, once again, it's called The Secret of Freemasonry and the Black Boule. But uh, without any further delay, bring in my big brother, Brother Eric. So we can get on and chop this thing up from the 360 barbershop. Yes, sir. Universal greetings, family. And to those who live to gain knowledge, um, we're here today discussing the secrets of Freemasonry, including the Black Boule. Dr. Moutoise is going to cover ground on that, get us up to speed 
I know a lot of us are familiar with Freemasonry, and some of the youth have been introduced to it through rap music. But we're going to take it a little deeper. Uh, we only have two hours, so we'll probably just be scratching the surface. But we're going to give you something so you're able to do your own research and study and uncover uh, some of the layers of this onion and why we are in a disarray as we are, uh, why we are in this school of thought, which they call the profane. So without further ado, um, I'm going I'm to bring the brother on, and I'm going to allow him to uh, introduce himself because my knowledge of him is limited. He has a website entitled uh, The Healer, The People's Healer, rather, dot com. And you can find him there. He, he does a plethora of things. He teaches on health. He teaches on science. He teaches on religion. The brother is a walking encyclopedia in my mind. So without further ado, let's bring on our brother, Dr. Moutoise. Dr. Moutoise, greeting, brother. Peace, my brother. Am I on? Yes, sir. Yes, greeting, sir. brother. All right. It's showtime then. Yes sir. yes, sir. All right. Yes, sir, brother. We're very honored to have you with us tonight, brother, man. I, we listen to your shows, brother, and I'd be like, wow. <laughs> wow. That's, that's the real thing I can say. Yes, sir, brother. We thank you for uh, taking time out of your busy schedule, brother, to come on and share with the family tonight. Oh, and, man, uh, you know, yes, I'm sir. humbled. Just glad that you guys reached out, man. Your brothers reached out. You know, just a humble servant doing what I can, man. Help yes, the family. Sir. Yes, sir. And brother, like I said, we we said uh, also we discussed it earlier. You know, a lot of people do when you go go on a lot of people's shows. They will uh, give uh, a brief bio of the the guest that's coming on. But I think we were saying who's better to tell you about themselves than yourself. So, like I said, we might leave out some very key parts about you, brother. So we thought it was very uh, that would be better interesting. Uh, very important that you know you tell us about yourself, and get, so we won't leave out any of the important characteristics of you. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, I tell you, man. You know, I've never really been uh, good at uh, talking about myself per se. I can talk about <laughs> things, but you know, for me, it's just uh, you know, I'm I'm a truth teller, you know, and I just um, deal with. Uh, all the subjects that uh, our ancestors have been about over the years. So, you know, whatever they are, you know what I mean, it's just my training and my discipline and the teachers that I've come up under uh, who have schooled me, namely uh, my father, um, you know, it's, it's the, the, the subject matter is just wide open, you know, and so I just try to have the truth, uh, as I see it, I know sometimes it's, it's different from how other people see it, but, you know, I can only speak the truth from my perspective, and all the time it doesn't agree with the perspective that's out there in the wide world, especially the European world. Uh, can you uh, let the family know uh, <clears throat> what 
teachers influenced you, your study, and uh, what you really gravitate towards, or? Well, uh, my main my main teacher has been my father. You know, I was gone with my father's youngest, three and four years old, because uh, I'm from the South originally, Tennessee. Uh, we lived around Tennessee, Arkansas, Mississippi, and all of that. And uh, my father was what they call in the South a root worker, you know, and uh, he would be making calls on people. And it's basically just another name for uh, medicine man, I guess you can call it a healer or something, you know. And uh, he also taught in the uh, esoteric arts and the occult arts too. Uh, so that's where all of my first teachings came from. And then over the years, as I became a man, uh, I gravitated toward the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Much respect to him because I think that uh, you know people can say what they want, but I think that he. His concepts were some of the greatest, especially in terms of taking care of the body. And science is just now coming toward some of the things he was talking about in the 60s. So mm-hmm. I, I loved his teachings, and they were simplistic, which also appealed to me because, you know, I'm I'm real simple. I like to keep things simple. Uh, I don't like to, to complicate things when I'm trying to uh, teach people, uh, you know what I mean? If I can use a, a penny word rather than a $5 word, that's the word I'm going to use, you know. So, um, so the Anbalaj Muhammad has been a big influence on me in terms of uh, taking care of the health and uh, the respect of the uh, of the uh, black nation as a whole. And, uh, you know, and then a lot of the other traditional teachers or familiar teachers with me have heard uh, uh, Marcus Garvey, um, a, a person that I really like was... Uh, uh, Chancellor Williams. I like Chancellor Williams. You know, he don't get mentioned that much, but uh, I think his book uh, that uh, deal with the, uh, um, um, I forget the, the name that escaped me, but this, uh, this black civilization is, uh, yeah, but the birth of the, I think it's the, the, the birth of civilization and the rebirth of black civilization, two books that he wrote. And uh, two of the great books out there that the, that uh you know really explain our um predicament in today's world. So Chancellor Williams, you know, and uh, uh and then to a, um, a lesser uh extent more important people like Dr. Sabi been uh have been instrumental to me. Yes sir. Now before we get started um uh Please give us your website and uh, your holistic health information before we go in. Because uh, the brother deals with health issues, prostate issues, all across the board, eating disorders, diabetes. Um, mm-hmm. So can you fill us in on that? Yeah, the website is The People's Healer. That's people's with an S, Hiller dot com and uh you know as you said I deal with a lot of uh health issues and uh spiritual issues you know because two of the main problems that we have are the issues of the body and the issues of the soul so that's if I was to wrap it up in in a nutshell that's basically what I do and you know in dealing with those two issues you wind up going to a wide range 
of subjects from religion to science to uh, finance, socioeconomics, and the whole gamut. Hmm. And you also have a book available. Right. It's called The uh, Immortality Guide, and uh, that's the health book. It's got some... Uh, some uh some spiritual uh uh essays in it and too but they just they're just real little short uh insights into taking care of the body because you know black people have been convinced that uh they are not immortal but I'm on the opposite camp. I feel that black people are immortal and have the ability to live as long as they want to, but instead of being convinced by society that we all supposed to die at fifty seven you know, even before we get our Social Security, man, that ain't even right. So, mm. you know what I'm saying? So we're supposed to live as long as, as we want to, and but we don't have really have the uh, science or we have the science or we've forgotten how to tap into it. So the book really gets into that in a very simplistic way. Yes, sir. And you also do, uh, they're getting restless in the chat room. I just want to say, y'all, hold on. I just want to get this out the way, because uh, the brother speaks all across the world, Man. country, and uh, if you get in touch with him, you can have him come to your city and have him. And they, house, and they house. I'll come to the basement, brother. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll come to the house. If four, four, five, six people that they hey, if they want to learn something, I will be there. Hey. Okay. Uh, well, and, and brother, can we, uh, I, I don't know. We I, I probably missed that one. And please, brother, uh, give us the uh, advertisement for your show this here on Exxon Blog Talk. I don't know if you probably did that. Oh man, yeah, that's, uh, they, they don't they don't want to miss that one, brother. <laughs> oh no, they don't. They got to add that as a favorite. Yes, sir. That's uh, uh, the it's blogtalk.com, uh, of course. And then it's backslash manifestation. You know, and if you if you uh, uh, lose that? Just type in my name once. Once you get the blog talk, and it'll it'll pop up. You know, or even yeah. if you go to Google and just type in my name M O O T W A H Z like that, it'll pop up. Yes, sir. And you're also on YouTube. You can you got videos on YouTube. Right, right. So they can do the same thing. Just go to YouTube and type in that name M O O T W A H Z, and it'll it'll bring up. Uh, uh, my videos. Yes, sir. Yeah, and some of those links, brother. We also um, I'm posting a lot of them in the chat room for those who okay. are in the chat. Yes, okay. Sir, so yeah, well, yeah. as long as you're posting the link it, on YouTube, it's it's M U T W A S Z E. That would be the the link. Yes, YouTube.com slash that. Okay. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Okay, brother, let's go in. I don't know where you want to start. I don't know if you want to start with the Templars. I don't know how far you want to take us back. But we're just going to flow with you. Hey, um, I'm like, Bobby, uh, give me some questions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but we, know, uh, I mean, we can start anywhere you where you want. Okay, well, uh, we're dealing with the history of Freemasonry, first of all. And um, how uh, the secret society has dominated uh, the population, mm -hmm. the profane, as they call us, 
the ones that aren't in the know. And uh, you can start from wherever you want to start. I think probably we could start from, we don't have to go too far back because, you know, our people need to do their homework. Mm-hmm. And people in general need to do their homework. 95% of the people are ignorant because <clears throat> they're not taught uh, what what uh, the true history in school. So 95% of us are ignorant. And everything you want to learn of the truth, you have to do self-research. So why don't we start with uh, the president? And go into the presidents, and then from there we build on up. Okay, so, uh, well, I think that uh, probably most people know that the presidents were all Masons. You know, most of the presidents yes, were Masons, and so when we ask that question, uh, you know, I like to define things. We have to ask. Well, what are we talking about when we're talking about Masons in the way that we understand it? Well, we're just talking about a group of people who were a secret society or they were basically worshippers of the sun because that's what Masons is about. I mean, that's it's derivative, you know what I mean? And you can get into a whole wide range of other uh, of meanings of it, but it basically comes down to the sun worship. So Masons, the way we understand it, is about the uh, the mother, the son being seen as the the progenitor, my son, and the son. So this is where you get the uh, the uh, people who were worshippers of the sun and held the sun in high in high esteem. Now, when you come to this idea about the sun being the center of worship, then it also lets you know um, where it came from because uh, we have to jump back maybe a couple of more hundred years before we get to the presidents uh, just to clarify that word because um, the sun became the center of the universe during the Renaissance. It became the center of the universe during the Renaissance. This roughly around the Renaissance, we went from being a geocentric world or universe into a heliocentric world. Geocentric meaning planet, earth, heliocentric meaning sun. And that was very critical for that to happen because the Masons, the Masons or the sun worshippers wanted to place the sun at the center of the universe. So in order to do that, they had their agents, people like Galileo, Kepler, Johannes Kepler, um, um, let's see, Johannes Kepler, Galileo, uh, and these people start to... Leonardo... uh, uh, yeah, Leonardo, uh, and I'm speaking. I'm speaking mostly about their their scientists, their physicists, the ones that were dealing with astronomy. Oh, okay. So they're, the, they're the ones that move the sun from uh, its its orbital 
position to a main position of being in the middle. And that was very instrumental because then you went into a heliocentric universe and you moved the earth out of the center. Well, that was very important because these people were sun worshippers. They were masons. And so they saw the sun as very important. Uh, and it was also a very seminal event because you got to remember the church, the church was involved with this whole process as well. And so the church had to set themselves up as God on earth. And part of doing that was to dis- to recreate creation. So that meant taking the sun, taking the planet out of the center and putting the sun in the center and going from geocentric to heliocentric. So all of this had to do with this desire by a secret society of the Masan to recreate the earth in their image. And that's what happened. So by the time we come forward a couple of hundred years, you know, the Masons or Masons now have been in existence a few hundred years now. And so they have that as their backdrop, right, and as their uh, guiding force to, as their guiding light going forward in terms of how their philosophies are going to shape the new Alinus, which was, which was and it was to be, is America. So this is why we have the eye, for example, in the temple, because that's the sun. That's the all-seeing eye and so on and so forth. So this, you'll see that image everywhere. You know, you'll mm-hmm. see that eye and the pyramid and all of that everywhere. The, the eye of Ra, that's nothing but the sun. All of that connected to sun worship. So we're talking about sun worshipers, and the sun worshipers, uh, one of the reasons why it was a secret cult is because they're the ones that knew the secret, which was we moved the planet from the center and put the sun in the center, but y'all don't even realize the trick we just played. See, So that was part of the secrecy. And those who knew, knew. Those who didn't, didn't know, and they were not Masons or they were not part of the occult. Or the hidden, hidden in plain sight. Yeah, and I'd like to add to what you were just saying that the um, secret societies used to uh, charge people money or things that represented money and tell them to pray to a certain deity or else the sun wouldn't come out because they knew... um, you know, they knew the seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, could you uh, go into how the uh, the Bible has been uh, manip- manipulated by Freemasonry and uh, how it's associated with the dictionary? I remember you did that on one of your shows. Mm-hmm. I want the family to uh, listen to this very carefully. Well, your your Bible and your dictionary are simply, are basically similar documents. You know, they're they're occult documents. The, the dictionary is essentially a book of spells, incantations. You know, the words they're all basically incantations. You know, and so um, and so is the uh, the Bible. You know, it's it's um, it's a composite of spells and and mythology and it's all uh based around this whole astronomical concept of the sun you see so and how do we know well when we get to 
the New Testament, we can plainly see that, you know, this is the story about the son. You know, the, the son came down from uh, from God, which would be your, your son coming down, and so on and so forth. So, you know, when you w- watch it and look at it, it starts to become very self-explanatory, you know. And, and a lot of the information is out there now that talks about how, the uh, Jesus is just we're talking about uh, astronomy is true. That's all it is. And so, but again, the reason that that's important is because we're talking about the Masons of the the cult, of the the uh, ones who worship the sun and the ones who had hidden knowledge, and so they had a a kind of higher knowledge as well. Hmm. Yes, sir. So people need to study that that dictionary, you know, is a very important document. You know, this is one of the reasons why I uh, uh, behoove people to uh, understand words and what they mean because they speak words one way. See, uh, See, when you're talking about the Masons and these occult groups and these secret societies, you're talking about people who are playing a diabolical trick. In other words, they love to say things one way, but actually they know that the words actually mean something else. But meanwhile, they have sold us on what the words opposed to mean. They tell us it means one thing, but they know it means something else entirely different to them. So when they're talking to you, right, it means something else altogether. So it's a lot of double talk. It's like in the movie... uh, um, color uh, for color girls. When Janet Jackson was asking her husband uh, if he ever, uh, if he'd uh, ever uh, cheated on her and slept with a slept with a woman, and he goes, "I never slept with a woman yet, but he had slept with a man." Mm. See, but that's not what. When she asked him like that, he could answer the question truthfully. Yet he was still lying because her real question was, "Did you cheat on me?" That's what she was really asking him. You see mm. what I'm saying? So when you look at words, that's how they tell you. So they may tell you that uh, it's against the law for you to cross the street, right? But the, the word law to them means something totally different than it means to you. To you, for to you, the law means a direct order. To me, to them, it means an order given. Mm. See, so we speak in two. Different language, although we're talking about the same word. Mm-hmm. I see. Well, <clears throat> yes, sir. Brother Eric, well, uh, I have something for the brother. Um kind of goes back into what the brother was saying about sun worship, because uh, it kind of ties back into uh, a show the brother had where he was dealing with uh, numbers and it also goes in uh, with the Bible, because um, we know a lot of things in the Bible that has a lot of Masonic codes to it. Uh, but this thing dealing with Jesus, um, you know, there was a statement where it goes into the book of Luke, where it speaks, let me get my note, where it speaks about, uh, go to the book of Luke, the, the 23rd chapter, uh, verses 40, 44. And it says it was about the sixth hour, and there was a uh, there was darkness 
over all the earth until the night hour. So we have to really watch these numbers from the sixth and to the night. And then the sun was darkness, and the veil of the temple was rent in the mist. And uh, it said, when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, and uh, he said, Father, unto thy hands I can I can uh, command my spirit. And having said, done this, he gave up the ghost. But what I'm trying to say, they said he, uh, there was a darkness that came upon the sixth hour until that ninth hour. Mm-hmm. So, and then they said he gave up the ghost basically in that ninth hour. So we know that those numbers, that nine, um, is kind of in masonry as one of their sacred numbers. But in between that six and that nine, you have the hours that's in between is three, which is another uh, so-called Masonic number. So they deal with the, the three and the nine. But if you ask them, just dealing with that, they said you ask them um, what age was Jesus when he died on the cross. They would tell you he was 33 years of age when he died on the cross. Mm-hmm. So they're dealing still as Masonic codes. They're dealing with the three, the nine, the, by him dying in the ninth hour, and he was the age of 33. But I heard on one of your shows, I would like for you, brother, if you don't mind, to um, to go in. And you went in on that number 33 and how it relates to the sun. You, uh, right. Kinda, because the sun moves in 33 degrees, increments. That's all. So if you look if you look at it from another angle in terms of the day, uh, now, they may tell you, well, you know, Jesus... Jesus was uh, crucified uh, in the winter. He's crucified in the fall and all of that. But if you look at what they said, if you look at what they said, that at 6 it was dark and at 9 he gave up the ghost, right? Yes, sir. Okay, then that means must it must have been, if we're looking at it seasonal like that, according to the hours they just gave us, because we always have to look at what the enemy is saying. Right, and what they're saying now, they can after we get through dissecting, they can say, well, they didn't mean that. But here's what they wrote: from six to nine, the sun, uh, the uh, it got dark, and then at nine he gave up the ghost. That's the summer. Yes, sir. So he must have died in the summer because generally that's the that's the time that the sun is in the air, then in the, in the uh, um, sky the longest. Mm. You only take it from eight. P.M. or 9 P.M. before it goes down, especially during the equinox and, and during say around July. So maybe he was, you know, we looking at this as a case and as evidence, we are saying, okay, well he must have been crucified somewhere around July, or August, or something like that because the sun was in the uh, air for that longer time. And if he gave up the ghost at that particular time, and we know we're talking about astronomy, then that means he he died during the summertime. So we're just really talking about the sun because the sun at the same time goes down uh, at the, in that time frame. So you get your 33 degrees, uh, and all of most of your planets move like that. They move in 33 degrees. The moon, the sun, you see. So 33 is really a uh, what would be called an occult or worse or Masonic number. So that's one of the reasons why they uh, chose that number, 33. Yeah. So, but most people just thinking <clears throat> they just using that when they say that he died at the age of thirty three. They just thinking he did. They just giving an age and they just you know run with it without really knowing it's it's uh, 
basically symbolically coded. Right. It just means that the sun moved that many degrees, and it went as it goes from stage to stage. See, because you got 12 houses, right? Yes, sir. You got 12 houses or zodiac signs. Mm-hmm. And the sun goes through every one of them in a typical day. Mm-hmm. You see? And when we start, when we extrapolate that to millennial years, then we get what people famously call the 2,160 years that the, that takes the sun to go through one house, go through mm-hmm. one or one age. And so that's why we are now allegedly in the age of Aquarius, but we're actually in the age of Capricorn. We're not in Aquarius. We're in the age of Capricorn. The New Age people, right, have told us we're in the age of Aquarius. We've been in the age of we See, we were in the age of Pisces when Jesus was alive, zodiacally speaking. When he died, we moved into the age of Aquarius. Now we're, in the, we're coming out of that into the age of Capricorn now, going into 2012. Hmm. See, so, and the age of Capricorn is the age of the goat. Jesus was the age of the fish, I believe. Aquarius was the age of of the, the water bearer, the pitcher. I know, right? And now we're in the age of the goat, which is uh, I am. In other words, at this point, you went from belief to knowing to being a god. That's the difference. See, we're all supposed to be gods by now, going in 2012, and if you're not, you're falling short. So, brother, uh, brother sorry, brother, but so, would, would, did that have any significance about, you know, like people always talk about the Baphomet, you know, they see the people throwing up the Baphomet symbol, uh, dealing with the goat, so that that had a significance, dealing with uh, what you're saying about going into the Capricorn in uh, 2012 also? Yeah, I mean, because, see, they use uh, Baphomet uh, and all of that. Baphomet is just a boogeyman, for real. Mm. You know, like Satan and the devil and all of that. You know what I mean? But all it means is those people have uh, felt like they have ascended, and they are gods. See? So we need to be ones, too. So we need to be be the goat or assume the uh, coming to the age of the goat. See, those cats yes, like Alistair Crowley and Crowley and all of them. Mm-hmm. You heard of those guys? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Them cats? Yeah. You know, they're the ones that were promoting uh, the the whole idea of, of uh, being deists or gods, uh, being um, uh, the, the sign of Baphomet with the pentagram and all of that. You know, because, it, we, again, we're just talking about a... A secret knowledge. They knew that we were actually uh, getting ready to go into the age of the goat. That's why you you know Baphomet come up, but they but they painted Baphomet in a way to make him you know or set him up as a way to make him look menacing. And uh, I wanted you to touch on. I have some people with their hands up. I'm gonna take your your uh, questions or comments in a minute, but. Uh, I wanted to ask the brother, uh, let the audience know how preachers are tied in to the lodge and give an oath and allegiance to uh, 
masonry and uh they don't even know. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people are preacher. Mhm. A lot and right, you true. A lot of them don't know and a lot of them do know. They're like an organization of twenty six thousand preachers nationwide in which preachers have to pledge your oath to uh, and they're part of that organization, like Eddie Long and all of that, and and as part of that, you know, they ha- all of them have an initiation process of uh, uh, number one, recruiting young boys to uh, to defile them and so on and so forth. That's just a natural part of being in those those types of secret societies, because in those secret societies, the the morning dew, right, or the youngest son is initiated, and those are young boys. So that's why they're into that particular type of, you know, pedophilia because it's part of the rite of passage. You know, you mean you become initiated as a young son rising up, and but you have to pass through the old, you have to pass through the, the, the trail left behind by the old son. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's very deep. And so you, uh, uh, so the young son has to come through the gate come through the path trod by the old son and so these older men initiate the young boys and they they do that sexually and so Bishop Long and a lot of these 26,000 preachers organization that they have uh, are all a part of that so you know, Joel Osteen's you know all of them are into that Creflo Creflo right mm-hmm. yes sir and I also like to Piggyback on what, or camelback rather, on what you were saying. Uh, uh, the reason why they do engage in these, these these homosexual acts and this ritual is they believe they gain power by doing this. This is an ancient old ritual. Am I right, bro? Yeah, yeah, and and passing on power to the young. Exactly. Yeah, and also, and also, the, the son of the mason who in the lodge can go higher in 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 the lodge by just being the son of the mason. Mm-hmm. He can go higher in degrees just because of that. Mm-hmm. See, all these people are groomed. Their parents groom, groom them to take on this. And uh, I just have to uh, vent for a minute. Uh, um, the uh, the whole Masonic order has been on a decline for uh, at least fifty years. So they've uh, in my in my mindset, this is what I just wanted to vent out. In my mindset, they introduced all this in music and hip hop and rap to influence people to go in to look into further Masonic uh, order. Is that as you already know, uh, music? Uh, inspires the mind of the youth Plato said that Back in the day We can capture youth by the music mm-hmm. So by indoctrinating All of a sudden 
mentioning uh, Freemasonry and rap music is causing people to to look into this. See, you can't have a ritual without somebody recognizing the ritual for it to take effect, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And with that, I'm going to go take uh, six, seven, eight. Uh, you've been holding on. you got a question or comment for Dr. Mutois. Please keep it brief because we got a lot of callers on the line. I'm going to open you up right now. State your name and where you're calling from. You're on the show with Brother Eric, Brother Son, and Brother Eric. I'm sorry. Greetings, brother. My name is DJ, and I'm calling from Atlanta. Uh, greetings, brother. Um, greetings. Greetings. I I just have a um I just have a, a comment basically um I pretty much agree with with everything that the that the brother has has stated um the the thing that I I would like to add though is that when we're when we're talking about um, secret societies or fraternities in general these ancient orders go all the way back to Kemet so. In my opinion, they're not necessarily negative. It's just the fact that these organizations that we're talking about now have been taken control of by negative forces. Freemasonry, the craft of it, or the ancient Egyptian mystery system, is not a negative thing in its purest sense, but it's just that it's been taken control of by negative forces, and they've perverted it. In a perverted sense, it's been, in, in my opinion, in European hands, it's been perverted. It's just been an extension of white supremacy itself. The, the other thing that I that I would like to add is the fact that if, if we don't begin to really delve deep into occult science, and what I mean by that, Madame Blavatsky's work, The Secret Doctrine, then we I think we really fail to connect the dots to see where the shift happened with Europeans and how they basically got on a, I guess, a diabolical level to destroy the entire planet because that's that's what this is. That's what this is. So when we look at what's going on right now in hip hop, well, I mean, it's it was it's supposed to happen, but in our community, it, it, being that very few black people are able to keep secrets, I don't think Freemasonry or or the occult aspect of it is ever going to flourish in our communities by and large because when you bring when you put that type of system in hip-hop the essence of hip-hop is to talk is to communicate certain things but when you're dealing with the craft it's meant that you're supposed to keep your mouth shut so i don't even think that 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 illumination is going to be successful in hip-hop at the end of the day and and i just wanted to add that brother i appreciate it Yes, sir. Thank you for your call, brother. But okay. we're not saying we're not knocking Freemasonry per se. <clears throat> we're talking about the secrets of Freemasonry that uh, we, as a family, don't know and don't understand. See, that knowledge comes from us. See, they took. They went. Remember, they went and stole. Uh, our writings and our history and our knowledge. Well, they didn't get it all. You see, Plato, Aristotle, 
Some say Aristotle didn't didn't even exist. Just a fictitious person. Right. You know? And all these other people, Socrates. You see? Sock it to me. Going going into to uh Egypt or Kemet raiding and pillaging and getting what they could and trying to break it down and decipher it. You see? But I'm gonna let brother uh, I'm gonna let uh, Dr. Mutuaz go in go into that a little further. No, I think the the brother was uh right on point. You know, is uh, what he said about um us having it uh you know initially and it got degraded. That's always the case. Yeah. You know, we're dealing with a perversion and that's what we're talking about too in in, in the term we're really addressing a lot of the perversion that is that Freemasonry uh, has become and how the powers that be and the diabolical ones are now using it to control and manipulate the people. Mm -hmm. See, that's what we're dealing with. They used to say that you could be in Egypt or Kemet and not be in Kemet. In other words, if you didn't know the signs and the symbols, you was just a commoner, just like in America. So, Brother uh, Mutua, can you hip us to the signs and symbols that we see every day? Our car emblems, mm-hmm. emblems in the restaurant, McDonald's, uh, Target, mm-hmm. things right. of that, colors, for example. When the president comes out and gives a speech, look at what he's wearing. What color tie is he wearing? What does that mean? Red and blue. You see? And when right. he's talking, he's not talking to us. Exactly. I mean, you know, you have that uh, going on, and you have, you know, you know, right now we are dealing from a position. You know, we must never forget that we are dealing from a position of of ignorance in many respects. What do I mean by that? That we have a people who have conquered uh, us. Right, or they have at least they have conquered the land that we're living in, and, and so they are controlling what we see and think and all of that. And as a result, the original knowledge, right, has been perverted, or the original knowledge has been crossed out, deleted, and and revised. So, for example, we get now we're we're told we're told that the sun, for example, is masculine. But the sun is actually feminine. See, that's the occult secret right there. See, they they are worshiping the female, but we think they're worshiping the patriarchy. But they're worshiping the female. The sun has always been feminine. You see what I'm saying? So uh, the moon has been masculine, but we think that uh, the sun is actually a masculine expression. But they know different. It's a feminine expression that we're told is a masculine expression. See, so that's the hidden another example of hidden in plain sight. Mm-hmm. See, so Lucifer is the bright and morning star, and that's the sun. That's Lucifer, and right today 
You have a secret cult of women who know this, and in fact, that's what they go call themselves, the Luciferian cult, because it's the worship of the sun, because the sun is the center, uh, I mean, the sun is the the center of their existence, but it's been put in the, uh, the center of the uh, the universe. But the Luciferian cult is actually an ode to the bright light, which is the sun. Always been female. Mm. Yes, sir, brother. Before we uh, go to the next call, I want to say this: what uh, kind of brother brother was saying, also about uh, dealing with the masonry that came from actually Kemet, uh, and but it, it, it is a true thing. And but we, we we like I said, we're not knocking Freemasonry, but our thing is also that we say that because uh, you know when you try to enlighten our brothers on. The masonry that they are studying is basically European form of masonry. You know, we tell them, but the thing is, if you're going to study masonry, go back to your original thing. Go back to uh, studying the ancient mysteries of Kemet. Go back to get to your science, because we know that the Euro masonry does has a lot of things that's tied into it that uh, it's not of, of our studies that we originally had. So we like if you're going to study it, Go back to your original signs of how you had it, not his watered-down version that we gave to him. And then another thing, people like to say that uh, they always speak about when people mention Kemet, they like, well, we, why are we going back to Kemet? And why are we always talking about Kemet? Well, with the European, he's always looking to Kemet. You just look at his symbolism. Look at, just look at the United States, everything is around the world, for a matter of fact. They, all the information that we have, everything, that, like symbolisms, like in Washington, D.C., everything is laid out. It's been stolen from ancient Kemet. So now a lot of our people don't even want to relate to Kemet when we even speak on it. Mm-hmm. So it, it, this is the thing. They say, why you always talk about Kemet? We we done that. We can't go back. To, we can't do that no more. Well, you tell the European that because you're looking away from Kemet, and they're looking to Kemet and stealing all of your resources, stealing all of your information. And you don't want to look to Kemet no more because now you're being Europeanized and you want to dip into their their school of knowledge while they're taking your original school and using the things against you. You know, you make an important point, And, you know, I want to add that uh, another key thing that we have to remember, uh, you know, to see this this history man is so long and so revised that it gets real it gets real real tricky and you're right too I was just saying enough time but uh I you know see they are the ones and when I say they I mean the powers that be the Illuminati whatever you want to call them Europeans in the modern day age are the ones that made what we're calling Freemasonry and Masonry secret it was never a secret with us it was never a secret with our ancestors because it was no secret. Everybody knew who the, the priest or who the shaman was, who the healer was. You see what I'm saying? It only became a secret when people who heretofore had never been exposed to uh, the type of gold information found it and thought, wow, we can't let this type of information get out. So they corralled the information they harvested the information and made it a big to do but it's like a brother who 
it's like a brother who knows how to run the ball or shoot that rock or fight or do whatever really good in math or whatever. To him, it's no big deal. He just know how to do math. It ain't no big deal. Somebody else may go, man, how do you do that? And to him, he's thinking, what do you mean? See, so when Europeans or when uh, the invaders came across is a lot of the information that was amongst the people, to them, it was like they never heard of this type of information, this type of knowledge. And so being of the mindset that they were, which is to what? Uh, harvest information or hoard information and then put up barriers to the information, then we start developing all these secret societies. So this was where we get this whole idea about secret societies and all of that, but it's no secret. Yes, sir. It's really not It's not that big of a deal. That's right, indeed. You know, <laughs> if you know what you're looking for, it's available to all of us. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, you're right, brother, because, you know, I I worked with a brother who was, uh, who was a mason, and he actually was a, a shriner, and he used to brag about, you know, his masonry. And I used to tell him, brother, brother, you know, some of the things y'all say are sacred. It's it's not sacred, brother. A lot of this stuff is just common knowledge. I said, I can go back in our history and find out a lot of y'all stuff. And then I, I used to tell him certain information, and he's like, and I, I, well, I asked him a certain question on something. He couldn't respond to it. And then when I get him the answer, how you know that, brother? How you know that? You ain't supposed to know that. You know, that's something that's, that's major. You ain't supposed to know that. I said, brother, how you going to tell me? Now, you're supposed to be a shriner. How you going to tell me I'm not supposed to know it? And here you say you're a 33-degree mason, you're a shriner, and you didn't even know it. So how you going to tell me that I'm not supposed to know? So it's a lot of things. Like they, they like you said, they try to hold it some sacred or some secret that it's not. Right. Right. Hey, hey, brother, can I can I ask one, one other question real quick, please? Yes, sir, bro. Yeah, what what do you think the end result? Because most most of our youth they they don't read. They just pretty much go on YouTube, and I mean, you'd be surprised how many people actually think they know about <laughs> what we're talking about from YouTube videos and, and and stuff like that. Never really took the time to to, to read a book. I I actually been studying about Adam Weishaupt since '91. And and uh, Madame Blavatsky and the brother was talking about Eliezer Crowley since like the the mid '90s. But what do you think the end result is going to be with our youth being um, exposed to this information through hip hop? But yet at the same time, the whole culture of hip hop is meant to be kind of like br- bragging and materialism and you know vanity and. To, what what do you think is going to happen when 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 our youth really get exposed to the maximum level in this perverse type teaching? Is that for me? It it, it doesn't matter. Okay. Yes, sir, brother. You go ahead, uh, Dr. Mutua. Yes, sir. Oh, okay. Um, you know, I just think that the uh, you know once we <laughs> You, you see, the, the the problem with that we have with our youth is that uh, they are cut off from the, their roots, which means in a way that they are cut off from their parents and they are cut off from us. And so no knowledge is being passed down. You see what I'm saying? There's no knowledge being passed down. And so no true knowledge being passed down about uh, what signs and symbols and, and, and the teachings and the teachings mean, you know, if something 
that seems like it's real esoteric and, you know, difficult to explain to you, all of a sudden it's accessible to you and it's no big deal, you know. So we just need to uh, start being able to connect with our youth in, in some type of way. And we just don't, we don't have that. Can I make a comment? Indeed. Yes, sir, brother. Uh, uh, my views on it is is this. Um, they're exposing Freemasonry for a reason. Um, don't never think that the powers that, that be or the elite let things slip out purposely. It's all done for a reason. It's all programming and indoctrination. Everything you hear, see on TV, hear on the radio, is programming. See, it might be a systematical way to um, enable us to receive the chip that they want to put in our brain. You see. Tactics that's being used. We're being programmed on all different levels. You know, um, I, I've been knowing about Freemasonry for twenty-five some odd years, and been mm-hmm. delving into it. And it used to be where nobody even talked about it. Now it's now it's blown wide open. In my twenties, I was reading about it. Now it's mm-hmm. like everybody talking about it. what is that. See, it's all a systematic plan. They play games. See? You walk inside the Masonic Lodge, it's a chessboard. They're playing games. Mm-hmm. Remember in the Bible, they fight wars with principalities in higher places. It's a war on your mind. That we dealing with. I'm gonna go to three four seven. I'm gonna bring you on. You got a question or comment? Please state your name. Welcome to the Sun Ray and Brother Eric show with Doctor Mutuaz. Three four seven. Well, giving all praises to the Most High, highest. I just came on just long enough to hear about you know secrets and things you know masonic i just want to send my love out to my brother son ray and uh, my big brother eric you know and and uh <laughs> it's it's interesting that you all are talking about this just as i i i chimed in you know i did a show my show wednesday and i you know dropped some knowledge and i was automatically accused of being a mason it's like wow <laughs> mm. Is information, you know, if you, if you, and I was talking to my sister today because, you know, she's a minister and I was here and we were just talking about some things and, and she just said to me, which like hit me in my stomach, she said, wow, you know, if my people <laughs> will just refrain from their evil ways and seek my face, you know, all these things are available to them, you know, and uh, one of the brothers said to me, wow, you said something, be careful now because I'm going to use it on my show and i told him, I said, listen, you know, knowledge and awareness is free. It don't belong to me. You know, that belongs, <laughs> that belongs to the most high. You know, but that's what they're doing to our children. Some people, they got a little bit of knowledge, so now they claim themselves as being God. And they actually, they are. They're hoarding this information, 
and they and they only want to give it to you if you want to join their little clique or follow them. So everybody's looking for for followers. What all this information is is free. It's it's there. It's it's within you, and you can get this. You know, just by simply sometimes just going within yourself and say, you know, meditating and seeking the face of the Most High. You know, so I'm in agreement with you all, and I'm loving what I'm hearing. So I just wanted to get on and just send my love out and let you know that I'm here with you all. So I'm listening. All right. All right. Oh, I'm raw. Raw. <laughs> 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 um, women raw. Yeah, yeah. Women raw. Yeah, yeah. Okay, brother. Okay, brother. So, bro, uh, Dr. Mutua, uh, do you need a break? Oh no, we I'm I'm good. You good? Yes, sir. Okay, can you uh give us your website again? Yes, the People's Healer dot com. It's Peoples with an S. And uh there's a book on there called The Immortality Guide dealing with, you know, our health from a real uh black perspective. You know, we don't have enough of most of the health books out there don't really come at us from you know our own bloodstreams. Yes, yeah, sir. Book, book gets in gets into that. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go into uh, the board. I got I got some people in here, and um, this last hour we're gonna go into the black boule. Okay. For those who don't know about the black boule, we're gonna go into it. I'm going to get 111. You've got a question or comment, please. State your name. 111. Going once, going twice. Okay, I got 484. 484, you're on the air. I guess they're just listening. Mm-hmm. Okay, brother. Let's continue on. We're going to uh, go into uh, the Black Boule. All right. Everybody talking about the Black Boule nowadays. Uh, there's a history behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's funded by the elite. Uh, so uh, give us some history and break down on that and bring us up to speed if you can. And how it portrays to us now. And if anybody got any questions or comments, please call in. Uh, the number is. Let's see where is the number. I'm trying to bring it up. The number is three four seven eight five zero eight zero three zero. That's three four seven eight five zero eight three zero. All right, my brother. Yeah, so I mean that it's all the same. I mean the boule, Freemasonry, you know, they're all part of these uh secret societies and I think, you know, uh as my brother uh pointed out to us and led us and me at least led me to think about it. I mean it's what we're dealing now with is something that was sacred and now it's profane. So a lot of these organizations that we see our boule, the Freemasonry and that exists in society today and their derivatives or offshoots like the Greek fraternities and sororities and all of that. 
uh, even your unions, you know, your unions and corporations and all of that, all of those are forms of clubs, secret societies, uh, in which membership has its privileges for different things. So your boule, uh, you just basically mean, you know, advisors. I call them, in today's world, I call them the booty lay, who want the bootay, right? right? So they, uh, you know, that's because of the, the initiation ritual, which is still dealing with that same sun ritual of, of, of the young or the new member who's initiated having to pass through the old member uh, to gain admittance, true admittance to the club. So the boule were, uh, have always been the closest to the king and the queen or or the monarchy or what have you in terms of being the advisors. And uh, that's basically what the term means, you know, the uh, advisors to the king or the the, uh, counselors uh, to the king. So they were trusted with uh, the king's most important secrets, things that he wouldn't tell anybody else. He would tell his boule or his his advising, so they would advise him on what moves to make. Often among the boule, you would find your sorcerers, you know, your so-called psychics and things of that nature, your diplomats, all of that. He wouldn't even go engage in any type of skirmish if there was going to be one, a war, without uh, talking to his his committee. So you still have that uh, right now. And so that's a very... Uh, privileged club, and oftentimes these people are not, uh, for example, we look at today's world, they're not even uh, cabinet members. You know what I mean? They're not even part of the president's cabinet. They just may be his closest friends that nobody really knows about. Or they may have a post, but it's not necessarily a cabinet post. You know, They may be like uh, with President Barack Obama, David Axelrod, who's his senior advisor. That's a boule. So these people or these boule or these committees, uh, you will find them often in every uh, or surrounding every powerful person in most countries, this closed-knit committee. And sometimes there are even women um, in that in that closed, that boule. Such as NAACP, Jack and Jill. Well, yeah, Jack more of the organizations, yeah. That's for children, right? Jack Jack and Jill, yeah. And that's like to raise you up into the. To start you off, right? Yeah, Jack and Jill is is, is a uh, a society basically, especially among black people with money, they put their children into the Jack and Jill society. And uh, naturally, it's also uh, a a feeder, um, a, a, a pedophilia. Uh, feeder ring, you know what I mean? Like those, those children that are in those Jack and Steel society, often time they are abused. Jack and Jill, that remind me of Yakub and Jacob's Ladder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, now, members of the Black Boule consist of people such as. Jesse Jackson, uh, Martin Luther King was a member of Black Boule. Uh, even uh, our, our president Barack Obama is a member of the Black Boule. Uh, 
a lot of our leaders have uh, assimilated to that secret society. W.E.D. Boys, like one sister, uh, I think Johannes, mm-hmm. I think she put that in chat room. Jeremiah Wright. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Your boys so, uh, spoke out against Marcus Garvey's movement. Who was that? Who lay member? Who? Wright? No, uh, W.E.B. Du Bois. Oh, okay. Yeah. Marcus Garvey, yeah. So they're they're it's a higher es- escalon of uh an organization that we're not privy to. So in other words, we attend church and we think church is church, but church ain't really church. Mm-hmm. You got your big dog, so to speak, or layman not I don't wanna say layman, but you got your provocateurs playing with the minds of the believers in right. every organization. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And you, you have see that, gatekeepers. Yes, sir. You see that whenever you drive into any town or country, you will always see welcome to such and such. And on that welcome to, you will see signs of all the organizations that run that county, that town, that city, or that state. Mm-hmm. You will see their emblems. The right. Kiwanis Club. You'll mm-hmm. see the Masonic sign. You'll mm-hmm. see all these uh, emblems and organizations. They work collectively. Am I right, my brother? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. For the whole. Even, even among uh, secretaries. They got to... There's a secret order of national secretaries. Can you believe that? Mm. That's sir, the very top executives in the in the world. You know what I mean, including your, your presidents and your senators. You know, see, so America. You know, um, I mean, we're talking about the Boule and the Freemasonry just to use those two words, but America is full of these exclusive secret societies in which. A particular cost is paid, even all the way to what we more famously know as Hollywood, which of course is full of these special clubs. And if you've seen the movie Eyes Wide Shut, end the story. That's all you need to do is watch that movie. You know, it's one of the reasons they killed Stanley Kubrick. You know what I mean for making that movie. So now, teach on that Hollywood for a minute. The Holly in the wood. Right, Holly in the wood, brother. <laughs> go ahead. I want you to go in on it. I yeah, you. I mean, you, you, it's it's straight it's straightforward. I mean, you know, that's the uh, that's the most obvious and epitome of the uh, uh, licentiousness we see in these in these uh, secret clubs. You know that you you see in Hollywood. For example, most of the time when you see a star who has been whatever killed or He's overdosed. That's a club member who's been taken out. Guarantee you. It's not been a simple overdose. And see, that's one of the reasons why uh, Kubrick was killed because when he made Eyes Wide Shut, he told you how they do it. In that movie, they had a woman who uh, 
like Tom Cruise, and because she did, uh, she gave her life for Tom Cruise. And how did they kill her? They overdosed her, and then the story ran in the newspaper that Atrix overdosed. But it was actually an assassination. See, so right. this is going on all the time. Like we saw the hit on the, the, the PR agent a few days ago, five shots to the chest. You know, that PR agent that got shot about two, three days ago, that was an assassination because of her connection to uh, the uh, Eyes Wide Shut Club, I call it. Okay. So this goes on all the time. And when you, um, when you, if if you don't, if you cannot, uh, there are two ways that you can you can pay the cost. You can, well, number one, you can sacrifice a family member, or two, you can sacrifice yourself. And just like an eyes wide shut, when they asked her, well, what do you want to do? She said, well, I'll take, you know, I'll take his case. I'll take the responsibility for Tom Cruise. She didn't want them to kill him, so she gave up her own life. Otherwise, they would have killed him. So when you see uh, in Hollywood or even in sports, it doesn't make any difference because it's all the same thing, you will see either the person killed or you will see what I call the Abraham ritual, which means you will see their son, daughter, or mama kill. Kanye West, uh, Tony Dungy, uh, the Steve McNair, Michael Jordan, Venus Williams, so on and so forth, all the way down the Jennifer line. Jennifer Holiday. Are, Jennifer Holiday, yeah, all those are Abrahamic rituals. Mike Tyson. All Abrahamic rituals. You see, and the Abrahamic ritual comes from the fact that uh, God told Abraham that he devoted to him to take his son up into the mountain and kill him. And he was going to do that until God stepped in at the last minute to keep him from cutting his throat. So that's the Abrahamic ritual. A person would sacrifice their family member to appease the club or the powers that be or the other members in order to show their loyalty, continue their loyalty. Bill Cosby with his son, Enos, you know, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Now take, us, now take us into that Bohemian Grove, yeah. the Russian River over here in San Francisco. Mhm. Yeah, the Bohemian where Grove, they, where they come, they come together every year to mm-hmm. discuss. They outside of the Bilderberg Group. Mm-hmm. This is a little uh, uh, what you call a vacation where they get their groove on, huh? Right, right. The Bohemian Grove is uh, basically a um, a big sexual orgy. That's what the Bohemian Grove is. Is basically it's a big uh, sexual orgy among uh, powerful people, executives, and so on and so forth. Where you know everything goes. It's kind of like that eyes wide shut party, you know, where you can get whatever you want to get. That's what they be doing uh, there. The Bilderberg is a the Bilderberg is really kind of like the Jackson Hole meeting that they had in Wyoming uh, maybe two, three months ago when the uh, the heads of all the Federal Reserve or all the countries in the world come together maybe every once or two years and decide economic policy for all the uh, people, uh, for all of the uh, countries, especially those of, that are in the uh, European uh, Union, and decide what's going to be the economic policy going, going forward. They also decide what... Uh, what wars are going to be staged in the uh, coming year or two or something like that. See, these wars are planned out. We live in a really uh, planned economy. That's right. 
I I heard you mention about the about America now, you know, which is really interesting. I know that United States is the country, but America is the corporation, which is that uh, secret society. That's America. That's the whole. Mm-hmm. Right. You you're right. You're exactly right. There are two United States. One which is in the ten square miles of Washington D.C., and then the rest of us, the fifty states. That's mm-hmm. the rest of America. You see, mm-hmm. so the uh, and that's an again that was a club set up exclusively uh, by the what I call the founding slave fathers through the uh, Constitution, uh, which was the first contract on America. You know, mm-hmm. so when they set that up. They uh, carved out that 10 square miles of the so-called federal government on purpose so that we could have um, the federal government and then you could have your basically your state governments. See? So they speak, again, once again, they speak a double language because they tell us that we're supposed to be a democracy. Uh, however, when you look at the terms that we use in today's world, the people who head up the states or governors, those are monarchical terms. So really, we shouldn't be using titles of nobility like that, uh, governor of so on in each one of these states. They tell you in their own constitution that they for, uh, they forbid that, but yet you, there you have it. You see? Hmm. But we don't ever think about that. But the governor is a, is a monarchical term. It's a, it's a uh, monarchy term. Mm. And then they have us pledge our soul to the United States of America. I pledge allegiance. Right, so that's why they, you know, you get, uh, so that's why it starts to get very tricky about your your jurisdiction and all of that because the if we look at the contract itself, uh, the Constitution um, on paper, they seem to be telling us that we uh, that we are free, we are free citizens, right? Or, or the states have sovereignty, except for one thing: when you're born, you get your birth certificate, which transfers your sovereignty to the federal government. Because we're, once again, we're only talking about that ten square miles, so but your sovereignty is transferred to the federal government, so now you are, in fact, a chattel property of the federal government. So that's how they trick you out of your out of your sovereignty and get jurisdiction over you. Well, I'm going to go to the chat line. I mean, not the chat line, but the switchboard and open up 414. 414, you're on the air. Got a question or comment? Four one four. Let me go to nine zero one. Nine zero one. I guess they're just listening. Let me check. You got one one one. One one one. One one one. I guess they're just listening. <laughs> 
Yes, sir. Oh, I think everybody right. that's listening on that one, brother. Brother that's Eric, power. Uh, that's power. Yes, sir. Brother Eric, uh, I just want to read something going back with the boule, uh, kind of speak on what the brother was saying, coincide with what the brother was saying, and um, just get a little history of kind of like the boule also. But everything the brother's saying is, man, right in the sack. But uh, oh. <clears throat> it was saying here a little article where it was stating that in 1904, the first African-American Greek secret society was formed in Philadelphia by Dr. Henry uh, Morton and five of his colleagues. The boule, which is an antonym for uh, Sigma Pi Phi, um, was formed to bring together a select group of educated black men and women, as the brother said, uh, women also. It says fashion. It was fashioned after Yale's skull and bone. The boule historically takes pride in having uh, provided leadership and service to black Americans during the Great Depression, World War One and Two, and during the Civil Rights Movement. Mm-hmm. It said, uh, what could the boule offer American blacks in the early 20th century? Joining the exclusive sacred society offered advancement and perk to select blacks in return for loyalty to its objective. It said the upper ten of the blacks started to live the good life as boule members while the majority of the ordinary blacks were disenfranchised. It said, but what with the boot but what were the boule's objective? So that's why like I said, we have we see a lot of the people that we see in power today, uh, like your brother was speaking about Jesse Jackson, all of these so called leaders that we uh that we are so proud to say this person is the first black mayor, he's the first black this in these offices and we get so teary eyed and so proud to see these people in these offices, so we mm-hmm. say, but not knowing that most of these people uh just boule members and they, they have a and they've been given certain positions and we see how a lot of people they come out of nowhere and they like I say they get certain advancement, Jay Z, uh, for one. You see certain advancement, he get basketball teams, he's owning this. So he's getting certain perks uh, for his loyalty for setting out uh, for these objectives that certain powers to be has. While they said, like, the majority of the blacks, we're just being disenfranchised. So quit quit jumping up and down when you see certain blacks pop up as your, your city mayors and your governors and you wondering why, because I live right here in Memphis. We don't. We have had two. Now we got. We had one black mayor. Now we got a second one, and there. And the city hadn't had a damn change since we had. It's it's worse since we don't had these black mayors. Uh, majority of the city council uh, are blacks. So it's 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 worse. So we got to quit jumping up and down when these damn so-called people get in the office because they're not gonna be working for your interests in the first place. They working mm-hmm. for the, uh, the 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 like I said. The, the the powers to be where they have an objective, so we gotta, we gotta look. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Go ahead. Nah, no, nah, I just said, but but this is the thing I would say. Like I tell people, you gotta wake up and look at the real objective, uh, uh, and see the real things that are happening. Uh, and like I said, we spoke about masonry, but like I said, we know that masonry and masonry they study symbolism. Everything they do is based in symbolism. So we tell people you have to get symbol literate. Once you start to learn how to break down symbolism, you can basically see things as it really is. 
So well, you yeah. said it. You said it uh, in your in your uh, reading there. You mentioned the uh, uh, the ten percent. Yes, sir. Right. See, that's so that right there. That's that's uh, Dubois' program, the talented tenth. Yes, sir. See, that ties right in back in what he was talking about. See, Dubois' program. Uh, you got to remember, uh, W. Dubois, his uh, was working with the government. And in, uh, in those early years there And his proposal to the government was basically this uh, He proposed, listen Why don't we open up these doors To the most talented of the black people And that would be the talented 10% 10% of the, uh, of the brightest and the best Would have the opportunities to be your gatekeepers So these talented tent That program was rolled out So that's one of the reasons why we got the NAACP Which was to attract uh, The talented tent Among the black population uh, Along with the uh, Greek organizations that they had Which were modeled on uh, Yale Which in turn was modeled on the Greeks All of that was about establishing uh, Black Gatekeepers because they found out that one thing that black people do, we are lawyers. If we have somebody that rises up among us, right, and we trust them, then those people will be able to lead us to do whatever it is. But we don't understand that they're working for the enemy. Yes, sir. That's the only problem. They working that talented tenth is working for the enemy. But so we have these same people over the years that have been lodged in place, uh Again and again, and they have never benefited us truly. See, so, but that's what we're dealing with. We're, the boule is that talent, it's part of that whole talented tent, whether they're in the actual group called the boule or whether they're part of the NAACP, the Rainbow Coalition, President of the United States, Mayor of Chicago or Houston, and so on and so forth. They're all part of that particular talented tent, and they're all gatekeepers whose job is. To shape the opinion of of the so-called little people, because these people have the same mindset as their masters. They don't give a damn about the average black person or the common people. See, we're just a means to an end, useless eaters. Yeah. So that's what you're looking at when you're dealing with this uh, talent intent. There is a continuation of the program, uh, but since there's uh, they look like us, then they can come in and into in our communities as spies, and we will follow them because they look like us. Now I'm aware that all of those people, those beings, all those groups, the talent, ten, the boule, and whomever, there's a list that they're all on, and they're all going to be terminated. That's what you know the adversary always do: set you up and then destroy you in the end. But I have a question, and no one wants to answer this question, but it's a missing link for me. Why is there such a hush-hush about Ron Brown? Meaning what? That he was assassinated, you know, Clinton had him assassinated. I mean, no one wants to talk about it. I mentioned it. I mean, it was, it's amazing that that was such a devastation. It was so blatant, but yet it was quiet. So quickly, no one talks about it. No one. It was just shut down. Mm-hmm. Well, I think all of us know about it. Uh, you. So you just mean like the, uh, you know, like the average 
black person. Average black talk about person, it. you know, yeah, no one talks about it. They won't speak <laughs> about it publicly. It's like, oh no, I can't touch that. Uh, and and I and I, it's like a missing link to me. If I can, and I know what it is, but it's it's still just there's, there's something there. It's like, what is that? Right. Well, no one of note is going to talk about that because, you know, that falls in the realm of conspiracy and conjecture. And people of no, especially the so-called talented tent, they're not going to talk about that. You know what I mean? Mm. Indeed. Wow. And Dr. Mutuaz, can you touch on how that's influenced in in the school system? How we, it's not only in politics and uh, government and what have you. It's also in the school system. That's why our children suffer from the lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, your school system is definitely not set up to teach their uh, enlightenment, that they're, they're uh, taught up to teach uh, our children how to be obedient, you know, and uh, zombies, you know, and to be good workers. That's what the schools were set up for because uh, we we have to go back that to uh, Germany, who in the modern day age are the ones who set up kindergarten. That's a, in fact, that's a German word. You know what I mean? It means child, kinder for children, garden, garden like flowers. So it's where you nurture and grow children. But it's actually from a eugenical and a uh, a preformed perspective in which you train up a child in the way it should go from a uh, a brainwashing perspective. So when you, after we got into uh, like about the 1900s, between like 1900 and 1945, you had a real big push for uh, schools to be set up because prior to about 1910 and all of that, most of the home, the schooling was done in the homes by people. You know, you didn't really go to school. You, You were taught at home. You know, and uh, but as we move more into the industrial age, uh, the United States and the powers that be realized that they were going to have to have a a cadre of workers because they've gotten rid of uh, plantation slavery, but they still needed slaves because the new industrial age was going to take factory workers. So part of 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 uh, building up this new industrial age was he had to change the mindset of the people and to make them civil, right, and teach them patriotism, you see. So school was really start to put into place and to be organized to start forming the minds of uh, children going forward. And so that's one of the main reasons the school was started, and it was perfected in Germany because they're the ones that really came up with the concept of brainwashing. And then you got Rockefeller to uh, start funding and setting up all of the schools, right? And the rest is history. Mm. And it's so funny, you know, they got people thinking that, okay, now just because you're in kindergarten, you can't think any higher than that. You have to wait until you graduate to the first grade, and maybe it will teach you a little bit more. 
And then maybe by the time you get to the fifth grade, we'll open up your brain just a little bit more. You know, it, it, when it's completely, they got you going completely backwards. And by the time you get to 12th grade, I mean, your brain should be elevated at this level, you know, where it can span now, but you need to go to a higher educational system, you know, college, where you can get some real intellect. It's, it's, it's funny how people just yeah. don't look at things, you know. Exactly. The whole basis of it in the first place, you look at it grade, what does grade mean? Mm. First grade, you, just like the brother said, kindergarten. Then you got fr- all the grades, one mm. through one through six. <laughs> mm. <laughs> then after six, what, you, mm-hmm. one through six is called what? Used to be called. That's uh, like uh, elementary school. Elementary. Yeah, and then from six, from seventh to eighth was. Used to be called uh, middle school, right? Then high school, right? Then you get to right. twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by the time well, you Masonic, get to the twelve, everything you, you learn is Masonic, right? Right. Numbers, numerology. Mm-hmm. Dr. Mutual t- teaches on this. Y'all need to go and add him as a favorite if you got. Uh, He's on iTunes, so you can listen to him on your uh, iPod or your phone, your MP3 player. He goes into the science of this. Yeah, yeah, he's that's sure. He's been very noble on our show. I don't know that's... why, man, because he's a guest. So right. Dr. Mutua, right. he, he, house. <laughs> when, he, when he teaches, he flows into every avenue and covers every ground. He'll give you books to go and verify what he say. He doesn't encourage you just to listen to what he say and 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 call that the Bible truth. Oh no. Equal go ahead. Tissa, you want to no, say I'm, I'm just agree- I'm just agreeing with you. He's telling you to go oh, check it okay. out for yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just saying, uh, yeah, Doctor Mutua, he being real cordial this evening. <laughs> well, go ahead, brother. We got no, no, 22 no, minutes. I like it, though. You know, it's like your mama said when you go to somebody's house, boy, behave now. <laughs> See, I, 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 I don't want. I don't Dr. want to get Mutua. too loose, man, because I, I don't. I don't want to scare folks off, man, and have folks going uh-uh. crazy, man. You know, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Uh-uh. I'm, I'm just being. I'm just. I'm just listening, kind of chilling, throwing it, throwing it in. You know, I don't want to get too crazy. <laughs> uh, I want. I want the real Doctor Mutua. I want the real Doctor Mutua. I don't care what nobody. But you else. know what? I like what you said though about the grades, though, because that's definitely. You know, part of uh, the uh, the zodiac houses too. You know what I mean? The the, the twelve houses, your first mm-hmm. through your your twelve uh, grade, where each each house and, and it's and it all goes right back to your to your uh, Masonic code, as you were saying, and that's and that's part of it. Those the twelve houses that you have to go through, and each one. I mean, it, we're still talking about the sun. We're still talking about the thirty three degrees. We're still talking about the initiation we're still talking about the brainwashing so by the time a child comes out of 12th grade he's a zombie he's a patriot uh you know what i mean he believes that the, the you know and knows that the, the sun is the center of the universe 
went for thousands of years before uh, the Catholic Church took over. The uh, ancients knew that the earth was in the center. So, oh. but by the time they come along, they they have re- replaced the earth and put and put the sun in the center. So we don't even know about that anymore. The the heliocentric concept, for example, that we have which tells us that the sun is in the center of the universe, is only about 400 years old. But the earth before that, thousands of years old, was the center of the universe. So it didn't get changed until we got to the Catholic Church and and their desire to be the gods on earth and set the Pope up as the manifestation of God on earth, that all that changed and they recreated the earth in their image. So the heliocentric concept is really a recent concept. Mm. But they don't, of course, they don't teach that, and that's not in their school system. And we're so far removed from the idea of the earth as the center that if you say that, you know, we, we just, it's hard to fathom. We never, you know, we just, that's just not something that we really, that we really come across in the educational system, and we won't. And then they said that if we can get our children to believe that the sun rises and sets, then we have their minds. Yeah. Mm. And, and and then can I kind of go back to what Eric, Brother Eric was saying? Uh, they even had, not, you know, be spooky or, you know, spooked out, but even with the numbers that Brother Eric was explaining, you get the school system and it takes you back into those numbers three sixes again. Because, like I said, one time they had to, you know, I don't I don't know how it started now, but I know at one time, like even to start the first grade, you had to start off at the age of six. Like I said, then you went through one through six, and then from one through six, you went through seven through, uh, well, you went through, you know, so you got your one through six. You get to start off at the age of six, then you go through one through six, and then after the sixth grade, you had seven more, I mean, six more grades to go, seven through twelve. So you got your three sixes. Even with the education system, they had you on the three sixes. Not to be spooked out on anybody. You know, By the time you get to another <laughs> six, then you have your master's degree. <laughs> yeah. So another six years, you get your master's degree. Yeah, PhD. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That six starts off at a one, which mm. tries to make a circle. Mm. But I ain't gonna go into that. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> this uh, I'm gonna go to the switchboard. Yeah. Uh, nine zero one, you on the air? You got a question or comment? We got eighteen minutes left, and I got callers. I got one one one. You on the air? You got a question or comment? Yeah or nay? Yeah, I just I heard. I just heard the doctor uh, Mutua just mentioned the helio. What was again, doctor? Helio heliocentric. What? Heliocentric. Now I've also heard the Bible being referred to as helio biblical tekla. You know anything about that? It's like right, the sun book. A, sci- a science book. Like sun. Sun book. Sun book. Right, because it goes back to what we were talking about earlier: the worship of the sun. You see what I'm saying? So the uh as I was saying earlier, and I don't know if you heard, we are taught that the sun is masculine but it's actually feminine, but that's an occult thing. The occults know that the sun is, is feminine. The sun has always been female. You see? Mm-hmm. So and the moon has been uh 
male. So the woman is the bright and morning star. You know, she rises and sets. You see what I'm saying? And so that's always been the nurturing quality of the female. So it was always female uh, before that. Remember when the when Europeans came in, the invaders came in, they wiped out all the female goddesses. You see, they obliterated that whole concept going back about 25,000 years ago and started ushering in the patriarchal uh image however secretly they were worshiping the female so that's one of the great secrets uh, of the sun that is feminine because I've had a teacher once tell me that uh, the helio biblical text is basically a children's science book which today we refer to as the bible mm. <clears throat> right that's true because a lot of it is, is dealing with fairy tales and Mythology. I was saying earlier, it's a composite of a great number of things, including astronomy, because you had a lot of astronomers who were instrumental in writing the Bible, and uh, the Bible wasn't really written until later on, more closer to about the 1800s than it was uh, 1610 that we're told. You see, so uh, prior to prior to um, the um, 1800s, they didn't really start writing history. History that we know it in the modern age was not even written until maybe about, I mean, just to be on the conservative side, the 1600s to about the 1800s. There wasn't no history before that. They wrote the history that we're reading now about Greece and Rome. All that was not what they're telling us actually happened in that particular time, as though it happened in, in real time, didn't happen. It got written as happened in the 1800s. Chronicles. Yeah, and since you brought it up, I understand that a lot of those so-called Greek, Grecian statues were actually made in the basement of Chicago University in recent times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah and love. Vatican and all of that, you know, the Vatican and, you know, the uh, you know even Bobby Hammond he talks about that too you know the, the Catholic Church been doing that is making up uh, you know aging statues aging artifacts and relics and then placing them in different parts of the world then they get magically discovered and you know then they they build a story up and they bring out all the experts to talk about it and so on and so forth you know but the artifacts itself they're not old you know they're not old so. Uh, Dr. Mutois, somebody in the chat room says you got a show coming on after this show. Yeah, 10 p.m. Uh, Central Time. So an hour after this show, it'll be on if you want to come through. What you going to be teaching on? Uh, tonight I'm going to be talking about uh, collectibles. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, somebody cashing in on collectibles. Yes, and I advise everybody to check the brother out, man. Yes, sir. I mean, just if you check the live shows out and you can go back into those archives, you know, uh, I thank Brother Eric actually for, for uh, discovering the brother's show and uh, tuning me into the show. And, man, we we be at work calling each other. Man, you hear what that brother just said? <laughs> so, man, y'all check the brother's show out. 
Yeah, so like tonight, you know, so he's, he's being very polite. Like you said, Mama said, don't cut up in nobody else's house. So I don't blame the brother, but go check his shows out, everybody, man. You won't be disappointed. Well, you know, this, 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 is a, this is a first date, so the next time. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, it's got to be a fool. <laughs> and, 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 and I would like to say that, brother, since you said that, uh, we already be getting private messages. Someone asked us, we got, they would like for us to do a part two. So, yes, sir, you got an open invitation, brother. Right on, right on. Yes, and i also like to add to this. You know, we as uh people we tend to get bored when somebody's trying to teach us and elevate us right now dr mutois the way he teaches you you will not get bored okay he's he brings humor into it he brings it to you in a way that it's like he's spoon feeding information to you so you won't get bored with a lot of rhetoric and a, rant, a lot of ranting. You'll get the information. You'll get taught. You you you'll laugh, and then and then you'll get your groove on periodically. When yes, you sir. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm yes, like, sir. damn. I'm listening to him. So I'm like, who is that? He plays some Chinese. Uh, this brother came out with some Chinese. Uh, uh, I think Chinese or Japanese uh, cut. And it was, man, I was grooving. I'm at work, and I'm like, damn. Dr. Mott Boutois got me going up in here. So I'm uh, telling you, he, he like your next-door neighbor when it comes to uh, – I, I, I went to his uh, website, and a sister typed in as a comment, I clean my house at Dr. Moutois. <laughs> I said, yeah, I feel you on that because you can – You'll get entertained, you'll get taught, and uh, you'll be getting risen to a higher uh, level of understanding with this brother here. I love this brother, man. Yes, sir. Dr. Mutua, are you still doing the uh, movie breakdowns? Yeah, I did one uh, did one yesterday, and, uh, you know, I appreciate you guys, you know, y'all words, man, encourage me because it just encouraged me to keep pressing on, you know. And uh, yeah, but I did a movie thing yesterday. Uh, if y'all get a chance to go to, check it out. What's your thoughts on uh, Four Color Girls? What is that? Think. What's your thoughts on Four Color Girls? <laughs> no good. Mm. No good. Ain't no good. You know what I mean? That's a continuation yeah. of the stereotypes. Yeah. And brother, you also did a breakdown on uh, Color Girls, also on your show. Right, right. It's in the archive. I haven't had a chance to see it yet, so oh, yeah. yeah. That's why I was in, asking. Uh, in, in depth, brother. It's in depth. Yeah, okay. you know, and I invite people, to, you know, to, to call me too as well, which is uh, my number is three one four eight zero two eight one one zero, because I think one of the the the, the problem is, is that uh, you know I like to be accessible to people. And uh, information, whatever we're talking about, you know, uh, I I feel, you know, I'm just as I call myself, and I hope nobody's not offended. I'm just a regular nigga that happens to be talking about stuff, you know what I mean? So I'm just trying to remain accessible, you know. You can talk about yes, anything. And, and Dr. Mutuaz, let me say this. <clears throat> Excuse me. For the brothers. 
if you can, go into his archives. You might not be able to find it on his page, but it's on iTunes. Prostate cancer. The number one thing that black men suffer from. He did a show on that, and he does consultation on that. Uh, And he breaks it down so you can understand about your body and the things that we go through as young men. All men need to go check this out. And uh, I don't think they can find that, per se, on if you go to his blog talk page, but I know for a fact it's on iTunes. Yeah, but, yeah, they can still find it. They have to go back about two or three pages. Yeah, maybe about four pages if they go to the archives. They're going to have to click, click, go down. When you scroll down, you'll see, uh, it'll, you'll see a little, uh, you'll see previous. At the bottom, you have to click on previous and maybe go back about, Probably between four and six pages before you find it in the archives. Okay, yes, sir. That that that's that's. I loved I loved it when you did that, bro. Because our brothers need to know about the prostate. Mm-hmm. Like I've been taking sal palamento ever since I was twenty years old. Mm. You know. Yeah. Trying to keep my prostate up. <laughs> hey, man. You know. I said, I, oh, no, I can't be in my 50s and 60s. And I, uh-uh, no sir. Right, right. And a lot of us, a lot of the brothers don't, you know, and that's a good program. I'm glad you brought it up because I want a lot of the brothers to understand the uh, the connection between ejaculation and prostate cancer. So you check oh, that show out. Oh, I talked about that, too. But I can say this, Dr. Muta, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Your energy feels wonderful, and your tones and your frequencies are just right on. So I'm in much appreciation. Yes, thank you, and, sister. Yeah, and I want to say to the brother also, if everyone's in the chat room, uh, I've been posting the, the brother, all those links that have been coming in the chat room, uh, those are the links to the brother, uh, various sites, uh, the public, the people's uh, healer dot com, uh, and at YouTube, man, go check the brother YouTube page out, and you can see, man, with the brother, what he breaking out a lot of things, and man, please check the one out, uh, the, the video, all of them are powerful. Check the one out when the brother's uh, showing you the proper way to breathe. Check the brother shows out, man. Check those videos out, man. It, it's and then the brother, I would say this to you, brother. I, I looked at the thing, and the brother said he was he's at the age of fifty. I'm like, what? Wait, you know what? Good health that brother look, man. It look like he just been, you've been living in the garden of Eden all your life, ain't you, brother? I'm like, the brother is. Yeah, he's looking y'all. good. He's looking good. Yes, sir. And I know taking it, taking that soft ball metal, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, Eric don't play like that, but I'm just saying. <laughs> yes, sir. Shot. Yeah. Link up, link up with me on Facebook too if they if they get a chance. It's the same spelling: D R Mutwas M O O T W A H Z. That's where most uh, the family can find me. And a lot of times I'm on there. If you got a question, you catch me online. You can catch me right in chat, and I'd be happy to talk with you about any health, spiritual issues, or uh, whatever. Okay, I got one last question for we. Uh, in this show because we got five minutes and on it. I know you got a show to do, but uh, I got somebody in the chat wants to know what do you think about 
prostate testing, and I, I guess it's, he said chemo, but I don't know what he meant by chemo. Probably uh, getting it. Chemotherapy? Yeah. Or I don't know. He said chemo. Well, I wouldn't. Well, you see, the the, the, the PSA test, number one, is uh, problematic because uh, just like uh, the HIV test, both those tests are problematic because the readings will be off for anything, but that's the way the test is set up because they're what I call boogeyman tests. So, in other words, your PSA score, uh, which measures the amount of antigens in the man's prostate, uh, can be high if you've had a meal maybe within the past 12 hours and you go take the test. So it's not reliable. And number two, black men have would, would tend to have higher PSAs simply because they have more melanin in the gran in what you would be called your granulocytes. You know, you you have granulocytes all throughout your body and that melanin that's in your uh in your granulocytes uh will cold it's like they cold higher. There's like there's a magnetic resonance in uh to melanin. We all know that. So when you take a test dealing say like with, with antigens, you're going your score is going to skew higher just in general. See, so they're really not reliable tests because there are too many things that can make them false positive. Hmm. Hey, Doc, on the uh, antigen that's in men, uh, what are your thoughts about the uh, genetically modified foods that affect the antigen in men? Or do you have any thoughts on that? Right, right. No, definitely. You know, I mean, it's like we come from seeds, so... You know, if you can, never eat foods that have no seeds. That's a Come dead on. food. Come on. Because it's, it's, it's certain, I haven't done the personal research, but I've heard that there's a link between this genetically modified foods with the effect on antigen that's causing a lot of our brothers to be feminized today. Right, right, because when the food has no seed, uh, has no seeds, the, the level of estrogen uh, will be higher. You see, especially when you take it into your own chemistry. Oh, oh. You see what I'm saying? That's one of the reasons. Have you ever noticed, for example, uh, when as women get older, and even men, one of the reasons why they start to develop breasts and get more estrogenic problems is because, right. what, they have no seeds. Hmm. That's hmm. the connection. Now, there, so there's good. another que- question uh brother wants to know is that, is it true that the PSA test can be high after having sex? The doctor doesn't ask you that question before taking mm-hmm. a PSA test. Right, right. Again, yeah, it can be high or low. It can be it can be skewed. You see, so the PSA is really not a, re, a reliable test of to tell if you have, you know, if you have quote unquote prostate uh, cancer. I mean, number one, if you are a 50 or 60 or uh 70-year-old man, your antigen levels actually should be higher. Why? Because your body has realized in this, in this great miraculous knowledge that uh, you need more uh, immunity protection. So an antigen is actually a form of protection. So, But if you go take a test and they tell you, hey, look, you're supposed to be at about, you know, 2.2 or something, and your antigen score is showing you at a 4, 5, or 6, uh, you know, you need to start getting on these drugs. 
No, not necessarily. You're supposed to be high because you're 60 years old, too. You're not eating properly. And so those antigens are actually protection, and if you make them drop, you're actually hurting yourself. Mm. See, so we have to understand the science of how the body is working before we start administering drugs and so on and so forth. This is not what happened in uh, pretty much the Eurocentric model of health. So could theoretically, could this feminization of our brothers be reversed through diet? Exactly. Exactly. You have to get get, get rid of the... Uh, the uh, the estrogens, the things that are stimulating the estrogen, and that would be the uh, the level of foods that you're eating and the amount of synthetic sugar that you're taking in. Okay, okay. Dr. Mutois, appreciate you. Thank you. You got to come back, brother, because you're just like family over here. And uh, I encourage everybody to go to your show tonight. Tonight. Come on through and drop that science on you. (laughs) What time is it going to start, bro? It's going to start in one hour, 10 p.m. Central Time. And uh, let me just say before I get off that, uh, I appreciate you brothers uh, reaching out to me and finding me and and inviting me on. I'm I'm humbled. I'm I'm glad to be on. Yes, sir. I appreciate you, beloved. Yes, sir. And brother, and I will. I'll be in your house in the next in the next hour, brother. Right on. Yeah. Loading yes, up the car, loading up the car, and getting ready to drive over in another hour. <laughs> right. <laughs> Make it happen. All right. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Right. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Well, we got a dose of knowledge tonight. Yeah. Shoot, we went into some history and then came down with some science on the body. Can't have no better way, huh? Dr. Boutois, Manifestation Show. Add him on Facebook. Get to know the brother. Hey, let's go. No life. I'm getting high. And the people you love. You got anything you'd like to add? Before we close, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in. I hope you are blessed. See something that you need. Man. I just want to say peace out, family. Hey, a great show. We have, much, we have many more shows to come, just like this one, family. So stay tuned with us. Peace, my brothers. I love you all. Peace, love you too. We're just gonna let this in a little play out. Uh, appreciate y'all. Check us out Wednesday. You know, what's up, help out?
Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Summer ready style on your family's to-do list? Get to Old Navy tomorrow. All tees, all tanks, all shorts, all swimwear, and all dresses are on sale for an incredible 50% off. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store for free. Get all the tees, tanks, shorts, swimwear, and dresses you need for nonstop summer fun, all at 50% off. Starting tomorrow at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Hurry ends Monday. Valid 524 to 527. Excludes active, licensed, men's packaged, flagged tees and tanks, and in-store clearance. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.